road again Just can't wait to get on the road again The life I love is making music with my friends And I can't wait to get on the road again And what's up, party people? It's your boy, Johnny Bones here, bringing to you a brand new episode of the Pop Culture Collective, found exclusively right here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. As you can tell by the sound of my voice, we are on the road again. So here's an episode of PCC On The Road with our very own dad joke enthusiast. Let's give it up for Kansas City's own, Just Jared. Jared, hello. Hello, and good afternoon, Hello, Jared. and how about those Chiefs? How about those Chiefs, Jared? So I guess, we got I guess some we'll, stuff to catch up on. I mean, we, we haven't been here for just, a couple weeks. Do you want to so just dive, dive right, right into in. the Super Bowl? Let's get into it, man, because I know that is near and dear to your heart, my friend. So uh, Just a little please, bit, just a little how bit. How about them Chiefs? Well... It was an absolutely riveting game. Um, very close matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beginning of the game was a little dicey. Uh, it was a little concerning for the Chiefs. Um, but in true Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes fashion, brought it back in the end, kept it close and riveting. Game-winning field goal. Champs. Yet again, baby. Well, congratulations. That was a big win, man. And that was a good game. Even for someone like me who doesn't follow football, it was a fun game to watch because both teams played exceptionally well. And it honestly could have went either way. It wasn't, it wasn't one-sided or nothing like that. They had some variables with the uh, condition of the field and everything also. They were dealing yes. with... Uh, so it was a very, it was a fun game, uh, which is, which watch. is mind boggling to me, considering there was no football played on that field for well over a month. And yet somehow, right. some way, uh, the field conditions were an issue. Um, if you want to hear more yeah. discussion about that, uh, about the Super Bowl, the game itself, um, hop on over to the pop sports shorts, PSS only here on the fourth wall pop network where you'll hear myself and Matt Sell discuss our takes on the game um, in in great detail. Um, another item we can discuss, so, so though. Jared, so, yes. so, Jared, you're saying that's found exclusively on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. So yep, all I need to do is go else. to my favorite podcast, my favorite podcast platform, go to the little magnifying glass and search Fourth Wall Pop Network, and I better make sure I hit subscribe so I never miss an episode. Oh, you never want to miss an episode. So subscribe is, that's like a no-brainer right there. I mean, it really does. It sounds like a, a pretty pretty grand idea for this uh, this lovely day. But, I think so. Uh, the, only, the only idea that's City. any better, only idea any better, by the way, is uh, supporting the network. But we can discuss that later on at the end. Obviously, obviously. obviously. Anyway. Uh, can I we also acknowledge? Can we also acknowledge the halftime show? Well, yes, that's what I was going to get into. See, I was trying to segue, Jared, but mm. the whole on the road thing, man. You, you love interrupting me, you know. I, I why, do. I do. Why we have such a good rapport? 
you know. Uh-huh. It's a good thing, though. So, you know, because I can't make, like, like faces at you like we do on Zoom. Correct. So I just have to hope Correct. that you hear me on my, you know, on my cell phone audio. But anywho, like I was trying to say, congrats to Kansas mm. City. Congrats to you, Jared. Um, you know, you are the, the biggest AC fan I've ever known in my life. Mm. That dates back to our time in high school when we first met. So congrats on that. But let's talk about that halftime show, man. Lots of haters out there. Lots of fucking haters who are, you know, they're 40-year-old men living at home with their parents still hanging out in the basement and just stabbing away at their keyboard story. having to uh, be negative about something. But, yo, Rihanna did an awesome job. Congrats to Rihanna on her pregnancy. Uh, I thought she killed it. I know everyone kind of expects surprises now every year. I don't think her performance needed a surprise. I didn't no. need to see her dance any more than she did. I, I was very much entertained by the entire Super Bowl show. Yep, yep. Uh, as Russell Crowe famously said, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Right. I, I enjoyed it. I loved those those platforms, man. That was a scary scene to watch, man, because like, you didn't know what, what was going to happen. And if those and, those cables those cables held, that shit was re- done really well. I, I did see one dancer did fall, not fall off the platform, but they did fall on the platform. Um, yeah, well, it, it's to be expected. Not everything can go perfectly. Um, I will say, right. it was okay. a it was a major fake out though, because people did see uh, Jay Z in the crowd. So everyone figured when right. she started heading into Umbrella Ella Ella A A uh, that Jay Z right. would show up on stage, but he did not. It was a solo Rihanna show. Yeah, they probably couldn't pay him enough to get out of his seat, go to the field, and then go back to his seat. Or she just she just wanted that spotlight for herself and her child, of course. Mm-hmm. Which, Man, I, I don't blame her. But, dude, how how awesome is that for your child to be born and go, hey, when my mother was pregnant with me, she did this. So, technically, Rihanna's second child made it to the Super Bowl before the Cowboys made it a second time. So. <laughs> oh, good that was a good, good one, times. man. That was a good one. Yeah, man. But, um, yeah, of course, if uh, listeners want to hear more about this in depth, head on over to Pop Sports Shorts. Right here on the Fort Bowl Pop Network, get to hear our very own Matt Sell and Jared talk about how about them Chiefs. So, uh, Jared, we got some other stuff we could touch on in the world of pop culture. Uh, one topic that you and I love discussing is the MCU and the DCEU. Let's start yes. with some some DC talks. Um, you know, obviously, with me being on the road, I don't have the the timeline and stuff in front of me, but. As of a couple of weeks ago, uh, James Gunn did go out there and give a statement regarding the future of the DCEU with some new content that is in the works, uh, some, some, uh, some new television shows, new cinematic films. Uh, as we know, leading into this, Henry Cavill is no longer part of the DCEU, uh, but he did mention that one Ezra Miller is still around, still going to be starring as The Flash. And yes, and the Super Bowl we did get Super Bowl. exactly. We had that, that we did trailer, get a trailer. So, yep, 
Um, so, I, uh, you know, I think... Feel how you feel about Ezra, but that trailer, man, makes you really want to see that movie. Oh, I'm very excited. Um, I do. I am very intrigued by the whole concept of uh, Ezra with Ezra and then meeting Michael Keaton. And I love how the, the Super Bowl trailer managed to work in. I am Batman. That was awesome. Yep. Loved it. Um, yeah, that, that was really I don't know. cool. I, I, think, I think that right there was the biggest pop of the trailer was seeing Michael Keaton's Batman back and him saying uh, I but, am but also and had him saying the line but we also knew that because there was you know some some scuttlebutt about Michael Keaton being in the new movie about a year or so ago and they were talking about Flashpoint and how, what the next movie is going to be uh about um but uh, it looks like a really good movie and if this is how the DC the new DCU is really starting off with this as the first real film I'm pretty excited to see what is in store for us now for the future of the DCU. And uh, I will I will say this. Maybe this will catapult the DCEU back into the vicinity of the MCU. Um, maybe that'll be the kickstart that they really need. But I just want to throw this out there just to be on the record, to have that out there in my voice to say, if they don't find a way to work in Grant Gustin from CW's The Flash, Missed opportunity. Uh, listen, never say never. I mean, look at what they, they did with Spider-Man. You got to see every Spider-Man in the same film. So I feel like James Gunn's going to take a lot of what worked with the MCU and bring it over to the DCU. And I think DCU, EU needs to drop the E already and just fucking be DCU. be a lot easier for me to say. Yeah, it is It is a bit of a tongue twister, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but aside from Flash, Jared, there were some other films that Yeah, but I wanted to talk to you about what else you're looking forward to now with the future of the DCU, now with some other films and uh, television series uh, being announced. Well, so I am uh, honestly really right now, the only thing that I am most looking forward to is the next season of our, our favorite toilet bowl head. Uh, the return of Mr. John Cena. Um, I I absolutely enjoyed him in Peacemaker season one. I cannot wait to see him return for season two. Um, no matter how soon they bring it back for season two, it's still not soon enough. Right. Got to throw that out there. Um, I, I really, I really, really enjoyed season one, um, and I really. I want season two to hurry up and and be there. Um, that's re- that's that's like the one thing I'm really excited for. I know uh, Blue Beetle is in the works with uh, how, how do they say it? Zolo Maraduenas or I'm no, I'm butchering his name. Uh, yeah, of of, like say, uh, of uh, Cobra Kai fame. Um, yep. Coming back as the titular character because I wanted to say titular. Uh, Blue Beetle. I know that um, there's a new Aquaman uh, film coming, and I'm really I'm most and excited. Also, about Captain oh, Shazam. Oh yes. Captain Shazam. Fury of the Gods. Absolutely correct. Shazam. I'm excited for um, because yep. Zachary Levi. I love I love Zachary Levi. Yep. So. 
Uh, I am very excited for that. I, yeah, I think Shazam and the next season of Peacemaker are the two things I'm most excited for. Right. But I'm also excited for some future movies that were announced, like Swamp Thing. Uh, very excited yes. that they're bringing Swamp Thing back into the DCU. Uh, want to see what kind of capacity that's going to be in. Now, one thing I do want to talk about with James Gunn was I do like how he addressed all of the existing cinematic DC films out there. And he, and yep. he mentioned, he talked about which ones are going to tie in to his new universe and which ones are not. Uh, the ones that are not tying in that are just kind of standalone films are going to be known as DC Elseworlds, uh, which I do like the, the uh, vernacular on that, how it really does Elseworld is just somewhere else, not here, doesn't have anything to do with this. So those are films like Joker, Michelle coming out with the second the Joker, uh, Lady Gaga is playing Harley Quinn in that one. Also, the Batman is coming out with the Batman Part Two, still under the uh, the watch of James Gunn, but not part of the overall universe. And uh, I believe there was another Superman and Lois. I don't know if that was a film or if that's a series might be coming out in the future. But okay. uh, there are some really cool fil- um, series that are coming out, which I'm assuming are going to be part of the HBO Max streaming service. Uh, we do have. Some interesting ones, you know, Paradise Lost, Creature Commandos, the Waller series, which I think we've talked about uh, in the past. Amanda Waller, the head of Suicide Squad, or the reason the Suicide Squad uh, became uh, a team. There is uh, the Brave and the Bold, the Batman, uh, Batman series. Not to be confused with the Bold and the Beautiful. Correct. There's a Superman Legacy, Booster Gold, who is another... Uh, Justice League character from the comics. We are going to get a Lanterns series. I believe these are series, not movies. I could be mistaken. I'm pretty sure yes, Lanterns this is, is going to be a series. I, if I remember these correctly, series, these right? are yeah, they're all series that uh, is okay. basically DC and uh, HBO Max kind of trying to not copy, but try to mirror uh, the success of the Disney Plus franchises hey i don't blame them you know um what what do they say imitation is the is the highest form of flattery so it's working for mcu and also real quick sidebar with the tv series and stuff with the mcu kevin feige did announce recently that there will be less episodic series on disney plus moving forward which is Uh, how do you feel about that i do uh, I'm okay. Listen, I think they, they just got a lot of backlash from the fans uh, during Phase 4 about there being too much content. We've discussed our thoughts on that in the on past episodes, but I think they just got too much backlash from it and felt like, felt like they needed to just slow down on the episodic series and space them out more, which I'm okay with. You know, kind of bring us back to the uh, original days of uh, Phase 1. Where it could be years before you see like the next film, but there was no episodic, you know, movies. I'm okay with it, but we'll have to see what that means. You know, I thought how 2022 played out. How 2022 played out with three series and three films. That was great. Yeah, I thought it was very well paced out. I was happy with it. But anywho, 
Uh, to go on with some more series announced, again, I mentioned the Lanterns, talking about the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, we're going to have a Super Supergirl, Women of Tomorrow series, The Authority, and then, like I mentioned, Swamp Thing, which is going to be very cool to see uh, all these new characters going to be introducing and how it all ties into the bigger picture here. So the first, and I, I misspoke earlier, I did say The Flash was the beginning of it all. It's actually Shazam. Shazam is coming out in a few weeks in March of this year. Flash will be later on in June, uh, in the spring. So, uh, you mentioned Blue Beetle and also the Aquaman 2 movie ending off 2023, coming out in December. So, this year, lots of steps forward, I hope, for James Gunn and his version of the DC Universe. So, again, interested to see how this is all going to turn out. And I think the biggest thing comes down to casting. You know, who are they going to get? We already know Jason Momoa is going to be back as Aquaman. Ezra Miller is back as The Flash. Curious to see who they're going to have play Green Lantern now, or the many versions of Green Lantern. Well, um, and also who the Superman's going to be, and when, and when the Superman's going to be... We know it's not going to be, uh, going to be Ryan Reynolds. No, we know, we know that. And Ryan Reynolds would never go back to play that character. He has gone on record saying how much he hated uh, that movie and playing that part. That movie was done so poorly the first time around. That movie had such potential and just really poor writing really just demolished that movie. Yep. Yep. But on that, anything else you want to add about DCU or uh, before we head over uh, to DCU? I I feel like we've spent entirely too much time on DCEU as it is. So Let's let's go let's go talk about the real franchises. Let's go discuss MCU because I have a question for you. Um, have okay, you heard? Have you? Well, I don't want to hit you because that would just be assault and that's illegal. Have you heard some of the reviews of Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania? Oh my God! Yes, I have. Rotten Tomatoes gave them a rotten score, which is and their score is only one above. The Eternals. So, out of all the MCU films, the worst two rated films have been Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and The Eternals. Which I know John Gray is very it, much unhappy about. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm upset about that review, too. You know, Kevin Feige talked up the film, talked about how important the film is. I've heard pretty good reviews from people that I know, friends of mine that have gone out to see the film. You know, um, I don't know. You and I have not seen it yet. Hopefully in the next week or so, we will be able to make our way to the theater. So we'd like to see this firsthand and discuss this more. But uh, I don't know. Now, does that hurt the MCU moving forward? I Listen, I I think... No matter what, this film is essential because of what it does put in place. Um, I do know that, as as we discussed pre-show, uh, the at least one of the post-credit scenes, or I guess you would call it the intra-credit scenes, sets up a lot of information regarding the next two phases of the MCU. So, right. do I think it hurts the MCU? No. Do I think that it hurts, possibly damages the reputation slightly? 
it's possible. It is possible. Which I think is very unfortunate. I don't know. I, I, I still find it funny that people put so much, that they hold so much weight on, you know, uh, ratings from from the, the places like Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb, places that rate films. Like, just a group of people's fucking opinions. Just like you're having your opinion, not you, Jared, but you in general having your opinion yes. on certain films. Just people's opinions. It's all subjective. Who cares well, what rating they get? It's, not to it's, not to mention on, their rating should not not determine how if you like or dislike the film. Not to mention Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, is twenty five percent owned by Warner Brothers, which is the the company who's responsible for much of the DCEU. So how much salt is yeah, actually that behind those ratings? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't know. I don't hold too much weight on the. Uh, the recent Rotten Tomatoes reviews of Ant-Man, but um, again, I've heard good, good, some pretty good reviews about the film. I heard it wasn't like it was good; it wasn't great. I will say I've heard that more yes. often than not. Yep, I have heard that as well. Um, that said, I am still going to go see it because I heard I heard people say something very similar about Doctor Strange, and I right I really like Doctor I love Strange. The film. Yeah, I loved it. So, I mean, so, hearing it's good but not great doesn't really necessarily phase me. Call me crazy, but... Right. No, I'm the so, same way, man. But uh, since we haven't seen the movie yet, we can't talk too much about it. But I do want to hop in the Wayback Machine with you real quick and uh-oh. talk about Wakanda Forever that did just recently uh, air on Disney+. Plus, So we got to watch it a yep. second time. Now, I want to get right to it, and this is not a spoiler because we've already talked about the cutscene, uh, I believe, on another uh, over the holidays with uh, Good Brother Wade in our Cinematic Universe review. But yep. I want to cut right to the deleted cutscene. So, Jared, when you and I watched the Wakanda Forever the first time around, we obviously know we watched a bootleg version, but it was a, it was a version that was in the theaters. In the theater, correct, yes. there was a second a second cutscene in the film, which introduced a brand new villain, one Doctor Doom. Uh, well, we put I, I brand new in finger quotes, though. Right. Well, uh, true. Right. We we know him in other films, but just not in this version of the MCU. But. Um, so we got to see a very quick glimpse of Dr. Doom. Uh, so there was obviously a lot of speculation about the, uh, the Vibranium Wars becoming a story now with Dr. Doom and Black Panther. Uh, we talked about how they did introduce the Midnight Angels characters in Wakanda Forever. And in the comics, for those who follow the comics, the Midnight Angels were introduced to the Wakanda army to battle Dr. Doom's army which i can't think of the name of his army so there is that tie-in as well so uh curious to see what if anything ever comes of that now because in the disney plus version that second cut scene is now a deleted scene Garrett, what are which your i thoughts? find I, I find that to be so strange because why why would all of a sudden 
that scene not be present in the Disney? Like, you would think, if anything, if it was a deleted scene, that you would have left it a deleted scene in the theaters. And then those who subscribe and pay the money to Disney Plus, you would want to drop that back in as the second cut scene so that those who are actually. I hate to say helping fund, but kind of helping fund the whole situation that they are actually, contri- you know, they're getting something for your contribution, I guess. Like, I, I don't right. know. I-, I find it so strange that they would just not not wipe it from history, but wipe it from the equation, maybe. I don't right. know. I, I, right. That's very, it's very strange to me. Yeah. The one thing I the one thing I don't know is when it became a deleted scene. I don't know if they deleted the scene early on when it was in the theaters and we just got lucky with the version that we watched and got to see it. Um, it very well could have been like an early preview of the movie and for some reason it got deleted very early on. But who knows? Uh, I would like to revisit that topic though down the road. Uh, see if anything ever comes of Dr. Doom, or at least Dr. Doom is, uh, ends up in conversation in the future of the MCU. But aside from that, man, re-watching the film in much better quality and much much better audio, uh, what a great movie Wakanda Forever was, man. Yes. I don't care what any fucking critics say, What any? I don't care about any score Rotten Tomatoes gives it. It was a great fucking movie. You know, I and think that was one movie that that people had the most, that were most nervous about with passing of Chadwick Boseman and how that was going to pan out. But I think the movie is a great movie, and that is now, rewatching it, my favorite movie of 2022. And it, it, the whole, how they paid tribute to, quote-unquote, T'Challa, was was very cathartic because it really was paying tribute to Chadwick Boseman without officially yes. paying tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Yes, dude, dude. Even even the Marvel intro uh, scene where they usually was, show all the Avengers, it was just Chadwick Boseman. How awesome yeah, was that? And, the whole movie, and not only showing Chadwick Boseman, but showing like showing. Chadwick Boseman in action, showing Chadwick Boseman yep. on set, smiling and laughing, yep. like with other people yep. on set. Like it was really yep. very well done. Yeah. I thought it was done great. And uh, obviously, it's very unfortunate about his passing. We all loved him as Black Panther. We wish we could have had more of him. But with Shuri get, now getting the mantle of Black Panther, that's following the same story from the comics. So just it's not like the timeline was kind of sped up, I guess. It was just cut short. Yeah, that's all. It was kind of set up naturally, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, so I'm, I'm totally okay with Shuri taking the mantle. For those of you that don't know the comics, that's what happens in the comics. Google Correct. it. You'll see it. You know, if you don't like it, sorry about you. That's what it is. But uh, and I thought she did a great job, too as the main yes. character of the film. Um, yep. Very excited for that. Also, we get introduced to Ironheart. Riri Williams, another great character, young character that will eventually end up in the Young Avengers. We've talked about that potentially being a thing. They've already 
introduced us to like the entire team at this point. I was going to say most of them. Avengers, so. Yeah, I mean, we got Ironheart, we got Kate Bishop, we got Yelena Belova, we got Scar, uh, Hulk's son. We're going to have Cassie, uh, Cassie Lang, who is going to be known as, um, oh, what the hell is that? Oh. Uh, I mentioned it on a, uh, not Stinger, uh, Suture? No, I forget. Damn it, I'm, I'm totally boshing this now. But uh, a Cassie Lang right is, is involved in it. Um, Isaiah, was it Isaiah Thomas from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, who was the original Captain America? His son, um, Brad, Bradley, Isaiah Bradley was his name. I'm sorry, Isaiah Bradley, I believe, was his name. Uh, the older gentleman, remember, that uh, Falcon was talking to. His son or his nephew uh, is a member of the Young Avengers as well. Also, going back to the beginning of Phase 4, Vision and Wanda's children. Uh, Billy and Billy and Tommy. Billy and Tommy. So there you have it. There's the Young Avengers. Yes. Uh, we'll have to see if they end up somewhere in Phase Six, somewhere or Phase Seven. Uh, but anyway, Riri Williams, great character to be introduced to in Wakanda Forever. What were your thoughts on her? And are you? Does it get you a little more hyped now to see Ironheart? I I the, am uh, the, very the series. I mean. I'm very excited for everything MCU. I, I know that comes as a shock. Um, I, I think just every time we think that they've given us everything they've got and they've given us as much as they can give us, the MCU comes back and just gives us like an extra little <clears throat> right at the end there, just to yep. really yep. hammer home why they are the, the dominant franchise. Um, no, I'm not partial at all. Um, I, I think it doesn't sound like it. No, not one bit. Um, I, I really think that uh, there's a lot of great things on tap for the MCU. I think there's a lot of great potential for for everything, not just the films, but I mean, also looking into the uh, the Disney Plus series, looking into just everything i mean there there's just so much excitement and so much hype around all the little bits and pieces like i think we're so much more vigilant now of the things that are being put on the table and the pieces that are being laid out for us now than we were 10 years ago 12 years ago i mean we saw like some of the bits and pieces that were being dropped in front of us but we didn't realize the full scope of things. Now I think we're so much more cognizant of it, so much more aware of what's being set up for us as they, oh, hey, look at, you know, this character here. And and it's, you know, before it was, oh, that's so cool. They introduced, but now it's like, oh, crap. Like, I know what that means. Yep. That's setting me up for yep. A, B, C, and D in the future. And then it's question marks of one of those items coming one of those characters coming. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for the potential, um, the potential of what is laid out in front of us. Let's put it that way. Yes. Yes. Agreed. And we've already talked about what is to come in phase five and phase six so far. Um, but also recently Kevin Feige did uh, hit up, hit everyone up with a couple bullet points uh, for 
uh, the, the future of the MCU. So one thing that is happening right now is they are working on the completion of Phase 6 and also working on Phase 7 uh, simultaneously. So we already know we have at least the next three phases in the works. We're already in Phase 5 right now, the first of the, of the, the trilogy, we'll call it, of, the, of uh, the future of the MCU. So Phase 7 is already being in the works. And I feel like every, uh, every phase, they give us one, like, big thing. Like, we already know in Phase 6 we're going to be getting uh, Fantastic Four introduced to the MCU. They are yep. teasing us with X-Men 97, but I wonder now if Phase 7 is finally going to be when we see X-Men in, in the MCU, in the cinematic, uh, in the cinematic view. But so one other point does... is that they are working on the introduction of mutants into the MCU right now. So we're going to be seeing that happening now over the next couple of phases. What, what phase is Deadpool falling into? Is it six? I believe Deadpool is slated for six officially right now. I believe that's 2025 right. sometime, though. So it's still so no a matter little ways what. away. No matter what, officially, Phase 6 is going to have a mutant. Right, cause we, uh, because we know that Wolverine is part of that film. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wolverine so at will be, minimum, there will yeah. be two mutants in Phase 6. Well, technically, Deadpool isn't a mutant because he's a, more of a science experiment, if we remember correctly. And we've already met our first official mutant in the MCU, and that is uh, Prince Namor, Submariner, from Wakanda Forever. And they've alluded to Ms. Well, Marvel as being a mutant, I which was we don't just know about much about yet until we'll get the future of that. And also we did get a cameo from Professor X. So we've already had some sprinklings of mutants, but we'll officially get some real movement with the mutants in the next uh next couple phases yep so we are we are pushing forward trudging ahead if you will into the potential future of mutants and the mcu so Correct. i, I want to shift i want to shift gears a little bit so i i, I don't want to yeah. completely disappear into mcu world because we can do that very quickly correct me if i yes we can so let's let's talk uh, let's talk the unfortunate part. We always have to acknowledge them. Let's talk let's right. talk celebrity passings. Um, I, I hate to have to do it, but we also we can't can't ignore. Um, we'll go full Tarantino and we'll start today and work backwards. But uh, as of today, they officially announced Richard Belzer of Law and Order fame, Law and Order and Law and Order SVU, uh, unfortunately passed yep. away today. Well, I'm sorry, not not necessarily today, but uh, they did announce it uh, today. Um, he was they 78 years old. This. Yep. Yes. Um, let's see if it says uh, no specifics at time for uh cautionally richard belzer uh, did pass away at 78 um 
I'm a big uh, Law and Order and Law and Order SVU guy, so uh, that yep. is that is unfortunate. Love me. Oh, Jared, I think we're losing you. I think uh, your connection's cutting out. I'm going to assume that the recording can hear me, and it's just you're not hearing me. Maybe. Uh, yes, I would like to. I would like to assume that. Uh, okay. I did lose you there for a, a good little while, so uh, hopefully, listeners got to listen to you. Well, hope so. Um, let's also discuss uh, our other recent celebrity passings. I believe we did have some other news uh, slightly earlier than today. Um, so I'm completely drawing a blank. So of course I like to go back to our, um, our fourth wall pop network chat and just kind of review because unfortunately, well, we, we will acknowledge, uh, Tim McCarver of New York Mets, uh, broadcasting. Uh, he was also a St. Louis Cardinal. Uh, Tim McCarver did pass away. And Raquel Welch, a Welch supermodel, yes. actress, versatile, uh, multi-tool Leatherman type deal, if you will. Uh, Raquel Welch did unfortunately yeah. pass away. We also got the sad news of former President Jimmy Carter and Bruce Willis. A lot of uh, really down and out news, if you will. Yeah, it's very unfortunate news. I mean, unfortunately, they're going to. Uh, it'd be a miracle if, if either of them made it through 2023. It's uh, really unfortunate. It's really with Bruce Willis, too. One of my favorite, favorite actors out there. Um, hey, listen, uh, Under the Gun, what's your favorite Bruce Willis movie? Go only pick one. Oof. Um, was it The Whole Nine Yards? Oh, okay. Good one. See, I have to say Fifth Element. Is one of my is definitely one of my favorites. I see dead people. But then again, I do like Bruce Willis in The Expendables, also. Always, uh, always then again, I like Bruce Willis in everything that he's in. So, oh well, uh, yeah, yes. one of one of the greatest movie, Christmas yeah. movies ever. Bruce and uh, uh, Die Hard. Die Hard. Yep, you, you can't beat that. I mean. Unfortunate. I mean, all of us here at the Pop Culture Collective and Fourth Wall are sending Jimmy Carter and Bruce Willis's families all of our best and wish you guys the best and hope uh, hope we get some good news soon. You know, only hope for the best. Is there anybody else recently, Jared? Well, I know, unfortunately, 2023 is hitting us with some, not, uh, yeah, with some big hits I'm, too already. Not that I'm aware of. Well, unfortunately, like, just like Jared said, it's unfortunate news, but we do have to uh, talk about it, and we will keep up with this. But uh, with that being said, Jared, I think that's all the time we have for today's episode. We're bringing it home, baby. So if this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for listening to the Pop Culture Collective. This is obviously the PCC On The Road edition. As you can tell by the sound of my voice, I'm on the road in my vehicle. Wait, what did we forget? What did we forget? We forgot to mention they they came out with the uh, 
the medical term for a properly balanced racehorse? Stable. Oh, God. What is this? Oh, my God. Was that, like, the best time for you to throw in a dad joke? Uh, it just seemed like a good well, time, better, they're, than, they're... better than not at all. Yeah, I guess. Oh, God. Sometimes I wish you wouldn't, but you know what, Jared? It, it's all Gotta part of your MO, right? It's all, Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, once again, if this is your first time tuning in, thank you for listening to the PCC here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. If you haven't already, hit subscribe to the network on your favorite podcast platform and check out PCC each and every Monday along with all the rest of the shows we have here. Got a diverse variety of shows, something for everyone, if you will. So be sure to tell your friends to come check us out and also give us a like, give us a five-star review, give us a comment, let us know what you want to hear on the shows moving forward. So on behalf of Jared, I am Johnny Bones. We are the PCC. And until next time, we'll see you when we're looking at you. Bazinga.